The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. Mental laziness leads to all other kinds of laziness, and it leads to outcomes that people don't want. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called the mirror of motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the mirror of motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up 
doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is the requirements for intelligent disagreement. Uh, before we get into what this topic means and what exactly you want to get from it, let me remind you, I send out a text every day guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point. I call it the daily motivation. I send one out every week, also called the Monday motivation. You can get these by joining my text community at, by texting me at my number 305-384-6894. It is listed down below and in the description. If you don't get an immediate response once you text me, that's because we're still working out some tech issues with the text community, but we will get that fixed hopefully by the time this episode airs. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the only place that I do any coaching. It's the only place where you can work with me directly. Any of you who wants to build your business, you want to make more money next year or this year, you want to take yourself just to another level, starting with your mentality, then with your action plans, then with your behavior, consistent behavior, and making sure everything and everyone is being held accountable in the process then you sound like somebody who belongs in Work On Your Game University. So go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. The link is down below in the description, or you can just type it in your browser, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, that all out of the way, let's get into this subject, which is the requirements for intelligent disagreement. Now, I am a rare breed of individual, if I may say so myself, because I'm the type of person who enjoys engaging with people when there is a disagreement, even understanding that neither they nor I is going to change the other person's mind. I don't mind having a dialogue with someone when I know that nothing I say is going to make them think differently. Nothing they say is going to make me think differently. I still like to engage with them because I like to just get to the bottom of the well of why people think the way that they think. So I like to kind of dig into the depths of where people get their ideas from, why they believe the things that they believe. Maybe they saw something or they've interpreted something in a certain way that's different from what I've seen or how I've interpreted it. Again, not because I'm trying to convince them, because that is effectively impossible. Uh, You're never going to convince someone to think differently than the way that they want to think. And they may be thinking the same thing about me, but I don't find that many people are willing to have this type of engagement, at least on an extended period. So today I'm going to explain to you how you can disagree with someone, engage in conversation with them, and still do so intelligently without stooping to personally attacking them or mudslinging or any of the other immature and childish things that people do when they find that someone is not seeing things their way. Okay. That's what you're going to learn here today. And again, doing this all intelligently. This is a lost art that is getting even more lost today is getting worse. So this skill is going to make you as well as me a rare individual. Before we get into this, I've given you some episodes in the past on how people disagree. In episode 2779, I explained to you the fixable ways that people disagree. Sometimes people disagree simply because there are some things that can be fixed and changed, and they could actually come to an agreement. But there are not always going to be times you can come to an agreement. I told you in episode number 1698, why being disagreeable is the key to your success. That's a different type of disagreement. That's the kind where you kind of are willing to go against the grain, which is something that not everybody's willing to do. That's a different type of disagreement than what we're talking about here today. In episode 1529, though, I told you about how to talk with people with whom you disagree. And in episode 1527, how to disagree respectfully. Those are the ones that you should have listened to because they are directly related to what we're going to talk here today. And also episode 1098, why you need to converse with those who disagree with you. So those are some primers you can get started with, or I guess 
post-primers, whatever that term would be, you can listen to after this episode. Point number one, topic once again today is the requirements for intelligent disagreement. If you're going to disagree with someone and do so intelligently, number one thing you must do is understand the full context of another person's beliefs. Let me explain what I mean by this. If you're going to disagree with another person, you need to understand the full context of what they think, not just a snippet of what they think, not just a clip that you saw on social media, not just something that one of your homeboys told you about what this person thinks or what they did or who they are. You need to know the full context of where they're coming from and why they say the things that they say. Most people are too lazy to do this. What did I tell you? Most people don't think they don't read and they're lazy. This is a combination of all three. People don't think, hey, let me find out the full context of what this person thinks and not just go off some 30 second clip I saw on TikTok. They don't read or this person has written an article about their position or they wrote a book about their position. Let me go get the article or the book, read it. Then I'll disagree if I still disagree. And people are lazy and because people are lazy. They don't think and they don't read. All right. You see how all these come together. So these three truths I told you about human beings, you'll notice them showing up everywhere you go in life if you pay attention. So the translation of what I told you in point number one, I kind of just went into it, but is this. If you want to disagree with another person, if they've been interviewed, listen to the whole interview so you can hear exactly what they're saying and why they're saying it. If they have written books, read the books. Yes, even if you disagree with them, you disagree with them on the surface. The little bit that you heard you disagree, read the book anyway. Again, don't think, don't read, lazy. Most people will not do this. I see too many people who have made the decision that they disagree with a person. But then when I dig into the disagreement that they have with this other person, I find that they have they haven't even consumed even 10 percent of this person's actual ideas. They got a little clip that that you saw on social media or something that you heard from one of your friends who was just as ill informed as you are. And you just decided that you don't agree with that person. You don't even know nothing about them. I've had so many conversations when I'm on X, formerly known as Twitter, and I'll be, you know, having an, an engagement with somebody and we're disagreeing on a point and they'll say, well, where'd you get this idea from? Or why do you think this way? And I say, well, look, I read this book that lays this thing out and I'll even put them a link to the book and they'll come back with something like, it usually sounds something like this. Well, no, I don't listen to that person because, and they'll come up with some, some uh, ad hominem attack they have about the person. Well, this person's a hack or this person is a conservative or this person's a Trump supporter. Or, this person's a racist or this person's a dummy or this person is not an expert on the subject, so they shouldn't be talking about it. These are all things that people say just as a way to give themselves an out clause from getting the full depth of another person's idea so that they give them, it's basically an excuse to dismiss. That's what it is. It's an excuse to dismiss another person's perspective because that perspective happens to contradict the idea that they have in their own minds. So when you hear something that goes against what you believed up to this point in your life and you are unwilling to go deeper with that thing that you just heard, that's a reflection of the three truths I told you about human beings. People don't think, they don't read, and they're lazy. The laziness is your unwillingness to explore someone's idea that may cause you to question a belief that you have longly held in your own mind. And sometimes the beliefs that you hold most dear in your mind might be the most bullshit beliefs that exist. Those are the ones that you need to examine. Some of you listening to me right now have some beliefs in your head that are complete bullshit. And the only reason you don't know that they're bullshit is because you are too lazy to go listen to anyone or anything that says something that is different than the belief that you've held since you were eight years old. Because you're too lazy to do the work. And if you're too lazy to do the work, you're too lazy to listen to someone who has an idea that's different from yours, then you are unqualified to disagree with anybody. 
you're unqualified to disagree. How can you disagree with somebody? You don't even know what they think. You don't even know the extent of what they're thinking. You got 30 years of thinking one way. Somebody else just says something. You heard it for 30 seconds. You're like, well, I disagree with them. I don't like, I don't want to hear what they got to say. But they've written like eight books, but you won't read one of them because you disagree with the 30 second clip. That's mental laziness. And I just told you, I just did an episode on this. You can no longer afford to be lazy, folks. Well, I did a two part series on it, 2804 and 2805. You can no longer afford to be lazy. And I told you this in episode 2568. The problem is you're lazy as fuck. People are just lazy. Episode 2434, lazy, stupid, or arrogant. Which one are you? Don't be physically diligent and mentally lazy. That was episode number 2431. All right, this laziness thing, when people are too mentally lazy to examine anything that they've decided to believe, all right, this is how people get stuck. This is how you end up living in a bubble because you only are talking to people and listening to people who think the same thing that you think, and all of you might be thinking the same bullshit. That's the problem. If it's true, then you don't mind coming out the bubble and listening to what somebody else has to say because then you can logically say, okay, now that I got the full extent of what they think, now here's why I still am going to hold on to what I was thinking before. Or you may say, all right, now that I got the full extent of what they're saying, I've changed my mind on a few things. Generally, I may still point in the same direction, but I changed my mind on a few things because now I got the full information. But how many people do you know who think like that? How many people do you know who even talk like that? You probably, most of you, I would bet, most of you can't even name one person who you know who talks like that. Not one. And what do they say about the law of association? So since you don't know anybody who thinks like that, what can we deduce about you? I've seen too many people have decided that they disagree with a person and they won't even consume anything that person says. I got an email from someone the other day and they were saying they were responding to an article that I had written and they had gotten they received the article via email. And they said, well, Dre, I disagree with the views of because I had referenced a person in my article. And they said, well, I disagree with the views of this person who you referenced. And the language that this person used when they told me that they disagreed with this other individual. It told me that this person had not even read the work of the person that I had referenced. And this is problematic on multiple fronts. So first of all, I responded to that person and said to them, "Okay, well, what you're saying about this third person individual? I said, this person's written books. Have you read any of their books? I've yet to get get a response from that person about whether or not they have read any of the books. Based on the context of what they said, I know they haven't read any of this person's books because what they were saying was based on an assumption. I said, if you read this person's books, you wouldn't be having that assumption. It is impossible. This person hadn't done any reading. So basically they had heard from someone else that this person's bad because of this, that, and the third. And they just decided I'm just going to accept that and not do any mental work of my own. This is mental laziness. And mental laziness leads to all other kinds of laziness. And it leads to outcomes that people don't want. Let me go deeper into this, help you all understand. Most broke people are mentally lazy. So any of you listening to this right now, and people have different definitions of how they describe it. But if you feel like you're broke right now, you are probably also mentally lazy. Usually I find those things go hand in hand. Usually. When people get physically not in the shape that they want to be, often it's mental laziness that causes it. If you're not as disciplined as you want to be, not as confident as you want to be, often mental laziness accompanies these attributes, for lack of a better term. Now, the reason this is problematic, that this person was telling me they disagree with this other person. I know they hadn't read any of their work. Number one, person I reference has written books. And most people know this person has written. If you heard of the person that you know, they've written books because they're most known for writing books. So, you know, they've written books, but you haven't read any of them. All right. Just as many or maybe even more, this person's written a lot of books, like maybe more than I have. Number two, this person has interviews out there in which they explain the context of their perspectives. So, if you are too lazy to read a book, and many people are too lazy to read a book these days, as they say, 
the saying goes, you want to hide something from people, put it in a book. So any of you has cash and dollars laying around your house, just hide them inside the pages of books. Nobody will ever steal it. So if you're too lazy to read a book, go listen to their interviews. If somebody gets interviewed, I was just watching an interview. Candace Owens was getting interviewed. It was maybe an hour and a half long. And I listened to the whole thing. So I just wanted to hear what she had to say on the particular subject. And anybody else, uh, if I want to read your book, I can at least listen to an hour and a half interview. I can put it on 2x speed and listen to it on YouTube or a podcast or wherever your material is out there. You at least got to consume the entire context of something that a person's put out before you decide that you disagree with them. Most people never do this because, again, people are fucking lazy. And it's costing you in more ways than one. Number three reason why this is problematic. And the person who was replying to my email and telling me that they felt that this other person was wrong, that they never consumed any material. And they said, well, this person's just simply speculating on, on this subject. They didn't actually know what they were talking about, right? but they had already made up their mind. This person who emailed me had already made up their mind that they didn't want to hear what this referenced individual had to say. But I could, again, tell by what they said that they didn't know what they were talking about. Right? And I wasn't harsh with this individual, but I'm like, I'm reading it, thinking to myself, like, yo, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're just repeating things that you heard. You only had information. Like, how can you come to this conclusion with no information? But this is what people do all day, every day. It's not just this individual who emailed me. The people do this every day. They just come to conclusions mentally with no information. Zero. This level of ignorance is unacceptable for adults. This level of ignorance is unacceptable for adults. What does ignorant mean? Ignorant means to not know something. If you're going to come to a conclusion on a subject, but you are ignorant on the subject, then that's unacceptable. You have to know what the subject is in order to come to a conclusion on it. If you don't understand it and the subject of another person, if I'm going to say I don't agree with this person, I'm going to dig into what that person has to say in full context, then I'll disagree with them. But until I get the full context, I may be a little bit like, hmm, that's interesting what this person says. Doesn't sound like someone I would agree with, but let me make sure, let me get everything they had to say before I come to a conclusion about them. I did a four-part series on how to be an anti-racist. It's a book written by Ibram X. Kendi. Ibram X. Kendi is a person who I fundamentally disagree with his approach. I fundamentally disagree with his approach, what his business is about, what he has presented himself to be about. I'm not going to say what he's about because I don't know him, but what he presents himself to be about, what he put himself out there publicly as, I fundamentally disagree with this man, Ibram X. Kendi. But guess what I did? When I saw what he was doing and I heard about his approach and I saw some clips and I heard, saw some things of what other people were saying about him, I said, let me get my own information. Let me go get his book. Let me go buy his book and read it myself. And that's exactly what I did. I bought his book and read it. I read his book twice because the first time I read it, I said, I can't believe what I just read. Let me read it again to make sure. All right. Make sure my eyes were not deceiving me. I read the book again. And then I did a four part series explaining why I disagree with him fundamentally. And because that book is like the foundation of his whole career, that book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. He has other books. I may read some of his others, but that one was his foundational book. And I disagree with the foundations of what he's about. But I have a I can intelligently disagree with him because I read his book. I read uh, who's the other chick? Robin D'Angelo. This is the white woman who wrote a book trashing white people. All right. So you make of that what you will. I disagree with her fundamentally, but I read a book before I decided to disagree. If I'm going to disagree with you, I'm going to at least consume the full context of something that you have to say, something that you have put out there that you're standing on, like something that you are professionally standing on. I'm going to consume that before I say I disagree with you. I'm not going to go off a clip that somebody took a little out of context clip from you did a two hour presentation. Somebody took two minutes and they're going to try to frame it and make it sound like people do that. You could do that with anybody. 
You could take something out of context from any person and make them look terrible or make them look amazing. And neither one may be the truth. That's why you got to get the full information of what somebody actually has to say, not just go off the, again, the snippets and the clips. But these days, again, people are so damn lazy. You can influence people with snippets and clips because people are too lazy to get the full context. If any of you ever wants to disagree with me on anything, uh, make sure you get the full context of something that I said, not just the bits and pieces that you want to attack. Get the full context of what I said and why I said it. You disagree with something I write in one of my articles? That's fine. Get the full context of it and make sure what you disagree with, you actually have some information, not speculation, not something that you heard. You disagree with one of these episodes of this show. I put the whole episode can stand on its own. You can disagree with it. Make sure you listen to the whole episode. You get the full context. And if I reference other episodes in an episode, listen to those too before you come to me with a disagreement. That's why I reference them. Listen to these other ones where I've talked about that part, that part, and that part. So if I just touch on it today, it's probably because I already talked about it in another episode. Read one of my books. Disagree with me on something that I wrote in one of my books. Don't disagree with an Instagram post. Disagree with a book. You see, that takes more work. Most people don't do that work. Ignorance, folks. Again, it's not about you agreeing or disagreeing with someone. You can't call someone ignorant because they agree or disagree with something. Call someone ignorant because they don't have a full context of something and they've already come to a conclusion. That's ignorance. So you got to understand someone's context. Remember, I was in a conversation with a person who claimed to be a scientist, right? And they were trying to tell me, it's actually this is an example of someone trying to use this on me, the whole ignorant thing. I was talking to this person who claimed to be a scientist. They tried to tell me the gender exists on a spectrum and therefore it's a social construct. You can't use the social construct of male and female and base an opinion on that. This is what this person was saying to me. I said to them that we have male and female and that's it. There is no in-between. So there's no such thing. What I was saying was there's no such thing as a transgender person. And I do believe that. I stand on that. There's no such thing as a transgender person. You can't transgenders. You can't transition from one gender to another. You can't transition from being a man to being a woman. That's impossible. You can't transition from being a woman to a man. And you can't live somewhere in the middle, like non-binary they, them, Z, Z, and all that bullshit. No, that doesn't exist. It's all nonsense. And what this person who claims to be a scientist was saying, and they were trying to, they were using the science angle of saying, well, gender is a social construct. So just the way that someone chooses to present themselves like as a man or a woman, like the way they look and the way they dress and the way they walk and they talk, you're basing it on that. That's not what science says. No, it's just a social construct. It's not a real thing. And this is what they were saying. They were saying because of this, once they had made that point, they were saying that I, Dre, am ignorant of what the science actually says. Therefore, I am unqualified to have a conclusion or a position on male versus female. And I said, on the contrary, Mr. Scientist, God created male and female. God created man and woman. Let's just say that. God created man and woman. And on that alone, I don't need to read any science to know that there are only two genders. That was my stance and their stance was completely different. So their stance was, oh, well, you're ignorant because you don't know all these details in science. Well, if there's a scientist out there or a science book out there, any of you who may be a supporter of the transgender world, if there's a scientist out there whose word is higher than God's word, because that was God's word, man and woman, then please point me towards that individual. I'll read their book or whoever that happens to be. That's my context. So. Again, this person's trying to tell me I'm ignorant because I don't understand the full spectrum of gender. There is no spectrum of gender. All right, we just had different contexts. The, the point being, I actually had a context. He had a context as well. Our contexts were just in conflict, if you get what I'm saying here. And again, my concluding point to all that is, if there's a scientist whose word is higher than God's, 
Tell me who they are. Name them. Tell me their name. Question. Are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee? Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it, though. You don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? That means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now. You probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength. And this is all natural, clean stuff. But wait, there's more. When you take the leap and join the AG1 revolution right now, you'll unlock an incredible offer. You will enjoy a free one year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning, you got to take all these different pills. You don't even know what they are. You can't remember what's what. You don't even know what the ingredients are on these things. Say goodbye to all of that and try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and start your journey to a healthier, happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is the requirements for intelligent disagreement. Number two, understand and be able to make the other person's point as if you agree with it. This is a deep one right here. Understand and be able to make the other person's point as if you agree with their point. We call this steel man position. So some of you may be familiar with the straw man. This is the inverse of the straw man. Straw man argument is a logical fallacy where a person misrepresents your point and then argues against the thing that you didn't say as if they're proving you wrong. All right. That's a straw man argument. So a straw man argument example would be if I said something like Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James and you retort by saying, well, hey, LeBron James is not a bum. He's the best player of his current generation. Well, I didn't say anything about that. I didn't say LeBron was a bum and I didn't say anything about where he stands amongst his current generation. I said Jordan's better than LeBron. See, you see how that person's arguing something that I didn't even say? That's a straw man argument. Straw man argument is someone pushes back against something that you didn't even say and then tells you that you're wrong because they disproved the point that you never even made. That's a straw man argument. And people tend to do this in arguments when they think more emotionally than logically. And also when they are ignorant of what exactly your point is, they don't have your full context or when they're just trying to be right. All right. So there's so many different ways to end up with a straw man argument. That's why it happens so often. But if you start arguing against points that a person never said, then what you are doing is straw manning the other person's point. You just made a straw man out of it. In other words, straw man is like you just create this fake argument that was never actually said. And then you beat that one up and then you declare yourself the winner because you beat up something that never even existed. That's a straw man, straw man behavior. Another common one that's even more contemporary is when people say something like, and this this is perfect timing for this one right here. If you say something like, I'm not going to vote in the upcoming presidential election. So what people do is they come and say, well, if you don't vote, that's like you're voting for Trump. The people who hate Donald Trump, that's what they say. You don't vote. That means that's a vote for Trump. Or if you vote for someone 
other than Trump, but not the Democrat, whoever the Democrat is. If you don't vote for the Democrat or Trump, you vote for like the independent person who may only get 2% of the vote, then you're voting for Trump. Or if you vote for any one of the other people on a ballot, you do some write-in ballot instead of voting for the Democrat, then you're basically voting for Trump. This is what people say. And these are people who are highly credentialed, highly known and highly respected individuals go out there, out there making these very emotionalized arguments, again, straw man arguments, because they are so emotionally invested in making sure that a certain outcome either happens or does not happen. If I decide to vote for an independent candidate in the next election, all right, and someone who might only get 2% of the vote and is highly unlikely to actually win, that's not a vote for Trump. That's a vote for the person that I chose on my ballot. You see, it's a straw man argument to even say that. The straw man argument is used, this one particularly, is used as a persuasion technique to push people to take the action that the speaker wants them to take. That's all it is. It's a persuasion technique. If you vote for the independent, you're voting for Trump. And you don't want Trump to win, do you? All right, so make sure you vote for the blue guy, whoever that happens to be, or girl. See, this is one of the reasons that people use the straw man is either to make themselves right or to influence and persuade often to do both. The steel man approach, on the other hand, this is the opposite of the straw man. It's when you understand a person's point so well that you can make their argument better than they can. That's the steel man argument. Most people have no experience with the steel man and most people would be completely terrible at doing the steel man argument because, again, most people get so emotionally engaged in their position that they're not even capable of steel man thinking, let alone steel man speaking. A good lawyer, a good trial attorney is great at the steel man position. Any of you know a trial attorney, person who actually goes into the courtroom and argues cases like live in the courtroom and they cross examine people and all that. They are great at steel man arguments because they had to prepare a steel man argument before they even step into the courtroom. At least any good lawyer, they have to do that. In other words, they got to know your argument better than you do. The person you're about to fight against in court. Steel man is when you understand a person's point so well that you can make it just as well, if not better than they could. And the only way you can steel man another person's argument, folks, is first you got to understand it. You can't steel man another person's position if you don't know what it is. This is why you have to listen, not speak. This is why you got to read, not just hear what other people have to say. I mean, other people like your friends telling you what to think about something. It requires you to absorb the full context of another person's perspective, which is why I told you that if a person's been interviewed, they've written books, you got to consume them first before you come to a conclusion about the person. Don't just get the tweet or the shorthand versions of what somebody else had to say. Now, at this point alone, disqualifies most people from ever being able to steal man anything, because as I told you, most people are too intellectually lazy to engage with anything that they've already decided that they don't agree with. So you can't steal man anything because you want to get all the information. So how are you going to make the case for another person better than they can make it if you don't even know what their case is because you are too lazy to even engage with anything that they've created because you just decided and I don't agree with them. Based on what? You haven't consumed anything. You saw a 45 second TikTok video. Now you decided you don't agree with a person. How stupid does that sound? You know, those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do but you have to do it anyway. Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, 
from the amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to disagree in an intelligent way with anyone. Point number three. Skepticism is not only accepted, but encouraged with a caveat. Skepticism works only when your mind is not already made up. See, to be a skeptic, you had to be open minded about whatever the topic happens to be. If you're showing skepticism, but you already decided your position, that's not true skepticism. You're just kind of playing a game at that point, which is fine. And that works in some ways and in certain contexts. But if you're a true skeptic, that means you haven't decided anything. You're just trying to get gather information. And skeptics gather information by asking questions. And when people are bullshitting you, they don't want you asking any questions. They just want you to listen to what they say and accept it. When people are telling you the truth, they're happy to answer all your questions because no matter what you say, the truth is the truth. All right. They can't get tied up. You can't get lost telling the truth. You get lost telling a lie. So anytime you find yourself being skeptical of a person and you start asking questions and they seem to get annoyed or agitated by the fact that you're asking questions, it's a tell that they may be bullshitting you. Not guaranteed, but it's a tell that they might be bullshitting you because they don't want to be questioned. When a person's telling the truth, they will sit there and take every question you got and they'll answer all of them. They're happy to answer your questions when they're telling them. When someone's telling the truth, they're happy to answer every question you got because they're telling the truth. Now, that doesn't mean that if you just start badgering a person with questions and they ignore you, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily lying. Again, it's a tell. It's not the whole picture. You're badgering a person with questions, even if they're telling the truth. Listen, whatever they said already might be the truth. And that's it. And they ain't got to say nothing else. Just because they don't respond to your question does not mean that they're lying. All right. So don't come to that conclusion either. I remember years ago, it was like 2000, maybe 11 or 12. I was on YouTube and this is when YouTube had first this big thing that had come out was called multi-channel networks. It was when you would connect your YouTube channel to somebody's channel network on YouTube, and they would run ads based on ads that they had sold, and then you would get a percentage of the money, and they would get a percentage basically, basically helping you out and promoting your YouTube channel. And I remember that I was with some multi-channel network, and I got off the network, and I was communicating with YouTube to kind of get my, my, my ad status back to just normal, just going straight through YouTube, direct to consumer, not through a multi-channel network. And somehow, some way, YouTube screwed it up. Their engineers screwed it up. And a bunch of other people's video monetizations were going into my account. In other words, videos were getting monetized, but the money was going to my account for somebody else's video. And somehow, some way, it got shown in other people's like backend that their money that would have went to them was going towards my account. So I got all these DMs and messages from random YouTubers like, yo, your YouTube channel is hacking my YouTube channel and all my money is going into your account. Fix this. Can you stop doing this? Why'd you hack us, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know shit about hacking a YouTube channel. So there's no way I could have did this. YouTube's engineers screwed this whole process up and they fixed it in like two days. But here's what happened. In the process of those two days, somebody made like an, an article and they wrote an article on their blog, like you no know, YouTube news blog, that a bunch of YouTube channels got hacked. And allegedly this YouTuber, Dre Baldwin, is the one who did it. Again, it's like 2012. And they said my name, put my name in it and everything in this blog post that Dre's hacked the YouTube channel and all this stuff. And it, We've reached out to YouTube for comment. We're still trying to figure it out. And someone left a comment in the blog post and said, well, what's the source of this news? You're claiming that this person hacked people's YouTube channels. What's the proof and what's the source of why this is true? And here's what the person said, because all these people have started reaching out to me on like YouTube and Facebook and Twitter at the time and saying, why are you doing this stuff? And I wasn't saying anything back to them because, first of all, I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then once I realized what YouTube was doing, 
I knew YouTube was working on it because they had messaged me. They're working on it, but I didn't respond to anybody because there was so many people messaging me. I'm not even going to go back and forth with all these people. So because all of them were like really angry because they thought I had hacked their YouTube channels again, as if I had the capability. So when this person wrote the blog post and somebody left a comment and said, well, what's the source? What's your proof that Dre Baldwin has hacked all these YouTube channels? And the person's response, the author, they responded and said, well, a bunch of people have accused him. He hasn't said anything back. That was his source. Once people accused him of hacking, he didn't say anything back. So that's enough to go off of. Really? And again, this is like 2012. And you might think, well, people are more evolved and smarter these days than they were then. Dre, the answer is hell. No, they're not. People are just as dumb as they were then, actually dumber. And people will draw conclusions off of less now than they would then. At least back then, you had to read a whole blog post to come to a conclusion. Nowadays, you ain't got to do that. So again, skepticism with a caveat and the tells of how people respond to questioning. Because just because the person doesn't respond to your question does not mean that they're lying or being evasive. Maybe they're just not responding to you for whatever reason. And just because someone gets annoyed with you asking them questions doesn't necessarily mean that they're lying, but you should collect that as evidence towards maybe what conclusion you end up getting towards. You got to notice all these things. Critical thinkers are natural skeptics. I encourage you to be a critical thinker, which requires you to be a natural skeptic. Now, you can't be one without the other. You can be a skeptic without being a critical thinker, but every critical thinker is a skeptic. But you can only be a skeptic again if you are open as to what conclusion you will come to. If you already decided on something, then your skepticism is not that's performative skepticism because you already decided you come to a conclusion. So you're asking questions. Why? Just to further solidify the idea that you already decided on. That's not true skepticism. True skepticism. You are open to coming to any conclusion. And that's why you ask questions. This is what journalists traditionally do. And these days we have so few journalists that it's hard to even point you towards someone as an example. In other words, you got to learn to look at things objectively and think objectively rather than make decisions on small amounts of information and then question anything that goes against your low information decision, which effectively leaves you posing as a skeptic. That's what most people do. They get a little bit of information, draw a conclusion. And then when they hear something that goes against the conclusion that they have decided on their little bit of information, they start asking questions as if they're being a skeptic. That's not true skepticism because you already made a decision. So the only person who knows if you're bullshitting about your skepticism is you, because the only person who knows you made a decision is you. Are you open to coming to any conclusion on a subject? If so, then that's true skepticism. If not, you're not a skeptic. You're opposing. Most people pose as skeptics because they decide on something and then based on emotion and based on hearing something from someone that they maybe know, like or trust, then they get skeptical about anything that goes against what they've already decided on. All right, that's what is that? That's not skepticism. That's indoctrination. That's literally definition of it. Someone just put an idea in your head. You decided to accept it. And now you won't listen to anything that goes against it. You've been indoctrinated. Or some people call it brainwashed, if you want to put it in simpler terms. This is how most people think and debate. As a matter of fact, most people don't even do this. They don't even get curious about anything that goes against the grain of what they already believe. Most people, you present them an idea that goes against the grain of a belief that they have. They are not even willing to engage with it. They will simply attack it, ridicule it, or they'll attack and ridicule the source. Oh, well, you can't talk about it because you're not this or you're this or you did that or you come from here. Uh, they'll attack the source rather than attacking the actual point or they'll attack the point but they're not open to hearing anything different that may change their minds. So again, skepticism is useful only when the mind is open. You're going to be skeptical about somebody's point and someone confronting your belief. You need to be as equally skeptical about your belief itself. 
So when someone has a point that confronts your belief and you get skeptical about that, you need to be just as skeptical about your own belief and the fact that they made a point that questions it. You got to be skeptical about everything. Open minded as much as possible. You may have a few principles in your life that you may also call beliefs. You should have very few of those. They should, you should be able to count those mostly on your fingers and toes. And everything else is open, is open to change. It's subject to change based on new information, new perspectives, and new ideas. That's what a true critical thinker looks like. Now, there ain't too many critical thinkers out there. So if you go looking around, you don't find too many people who fit this description. Don't be discouraged. That actually proves the rule. It's further proof of what I'm saying, that it ain't too many of them. Let's recap today's class, which is the requirements for intelligent disagreement. And I'm the rare breed of person who will engage with someone with whom I disagree, even when I'm not trying to change their mind, because I want to get into the depths of why people think what they think. And I often am disappointed to find out that many people make decisions that come to conclusions based on very small amounts of information, inadequate information. Number one, know the full context of another person's beliefs. They've been interviewed, listen to the whole interview. If they've written books, read all their books before you come to a conclusion about a person. Many people come to conclusions with very little pieces of information. And therefore, their opinions are not as valuable and you're entitled to have one, but it's not as valuable because you don't have any information. Number two, understand and be able to make another person's point as if you agree with it. This is called the steel man approach. You understand another person's position to where you can make their point better than they can make the point. That is the steel man position. If you can't steel man, you are unqualified to question or talk down on another person's perspective because you don't even understand their perspective. You understand it well enough. You can make their case better than they can. Number three. Skepticism is not only accepted, but encouraged with the caveat that skepticism works only when your mind is not already made up. So only you will know if you're lying or not about your mind being made up. But you got to stay open minded to possible new information and possible new approaches that allows you to be skeptical, that affords you the luxury of skepticism. Most people are skeptical only because they are having their ideas challenged, their beliefs challenged by someone who has a different perspective. That is not true skepticism. That's just uh, performative. All that out the way. Make sure you go to work on your game university where you can master your communication skills, your listening skills. If you want to be a great salesperson, people, especially if you want to sell high ticket stuff, you want to sell things and you want to have like five figure days and six figure days in your business, then you must become a very good listener. All right. People do not do business with you on those levels because of your eloquence and your ability to talk their ears off and talk over top of them or talk circles around them. It's because of your ability to listen to what other people need understand it, steel man where they're at. In other words, you understand their position even better than they do. And when they believe that about you, they will give you what you want. All right, that's how it works. That is a communication skill. And I can teach you how to do that. Just come to work on your game, university.com and we can get started right there. Click the button, schedule a time to get on a call with us and we'll take it from there. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. 
The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game university.com. There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com.